Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ryan Wilson, you can find him on Twitter at RyanWilsonCBS. He covers the NFL for, as you guessed it, CBSSports.com and CBS Sports HQ. Let me start with what we talked about a little bit yesterday. So I am in Wisconsin, which means I am a Packers fan, which means I want Aaron Rodgers to be traded uh, immediately. I don't think the Jets, though, Ryan, I don't think that they should take on that and all the trouble that it's worth. I'm pretty adamant that the Jets should wrap up Derek Carr and get him in as soon as possible and just start with their new quarterback, get a head start on everything. Derek Carr's a free agent before everybody else can make any moves. I would say take advantage of that. The way that the two guys played last year, there wasn't a big gap between it. Where do you see things shaking out with the Jets, with Carr, with Rodgers? And, of course, good morning. Thanks for your time. Yeah, you got it, Bart. So that that's going to be the question, right? How, how does this thing work for the Jets? Zach Wilson, it's funny to think about two years ago, Jets fans, or at least the organization, was incredibly excited about what Zach Wilson could do, and it became clear pretty pretty quickly last season that it wasn't going to work out. So there's it's on to plan B, and I, I give them credit for, for not lingering and trying to, to, to make this thing work. So that said, Aaron Rodgers, I'm with you. It doesn't feel like he, he's a solution uh, only because of the way things uh, appear to be ending. And we have this conversation every year. It's like every end of every school year when, uh, you know, the cheerleader and the football captain are going to break up and they never do. And we ha- keep having this talk about Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay. Maybe this is it. Um, Bob, again, the longtime Packers reporter, was on a podcast recently and, and made it sound like that perhaps the breakup was going to be official. And look, on the field, everyone knows Aaron Rodgers is the first ballot Hawk and one of the best players ever. Off the field, we've heard people say that sometimes he can be prickly, sometimes difficult to work with, and I don't know if that's what you want to bring to a, a young Jets team that feels like they're one player away. And that one player, I think, to your point, is probably closer to resembling Derek Carr, or you could even sell yourself, I think, on Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, someone that you can you can try it out there for two or three years and have some success. You don't need those guys necessarily – put up 400 yards and five touchdowns every game. You just need them to, to steady the ship. And, and Mike White was actually somehow capable of doing that uh, in, in the shadow, if you will, of Zach Wilson, because that defense is so good. So the Bills are, are the, a team atop that division, but I, I feel like if you get Derek Carr or Jimmy T or whoever you think is the solution, not named Aaron Rodgers, and you let that defense continue to do what it does, you fix some pieces with the draft picks that you have, and that by that I mean the offensive line, um, and maybe get a receiver, then it feels like you're cooking with something. And, um, you know, as long as you have a quarterback, you have a chance. And right now the Jets 
uh, that's the piece that's uh, the missing piece of the puzzle. Not to spend too much time on that particularly, uh, but I, I go back to a call that we had yesterday with, well, what, why would Derek Carr want to go to the Jets? Because if you look at the AFC, obviously it is loaded. It will be tough uh, to get out of there. I think from the Jets' point of view, again, I would much rather have Carr if I'm the Jets. You're going to get a quarterback that is going to be eager. He's going to be looking to prove something. He's going to be willing to adapt to the ways that things are done. Rodgers, I would assume, is going to come in there and try to do things a little more his way, take advantage of Hackett a little bit, and everything going on there. But if you're Derek Carr, is that the best fit for you? Or do you look at a wide-open NFC? Do you think, well, the Panthers need someone, the Commanders could need someone, the Saints could need someone, the Buccaneers could need someone? There's so much else going on in the NFC that maybe I'm trying I'm trying to marry the Jets and Derek Carr. That's my mission, but I think that maybe Derek Carr could have more attractive options elsewhere. Well, he's the, I mean, he is the, the bell of the ball right now, right? There aren't a lot of options at free agency when it comes to quarterback. The draft is always a crapshoot. Even if you think you're getting the next Trevor Lawrence, sometimes you get the next Zach Wilson, and that's a concern. So uh, Derek has to think about, does he want to be in the New York media market? Does he want to be in a relatively cold weather area? Uh, or does he want to go somewhere where it's warm, like the Saints, like the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? But those are trade-offs. Uh, right. I, I mean, the Jets on paper might be one of the best destinations in terms of getting to the playoffs. Now, the Bills are in the way, but you can still go to the playoffs and be in that division. The Dolphins just did it a few months ago. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a ton of holes to fill. They have no cap space. Same with the, the Saints, although you're, you're in, quote unquote, better situation geographically, if, if that's what you're looking for, and, and less media scrutiny, if that's also what you're looking for. But I, I think if. Derek Carr is being honest with himself in the sense that he wants to win and what gives him the best opportunity. That There's no better um, friend to a quarterback than a, an absolutely dominant defense, and we saw that. Sometimes defenses don't transfer from one year to the next in terms of that dominance, but it's hard to shake the notion that this group that's young and got after to, to such a degree last year is going to suddenly fall off a cliff defensively. So if I'm Derek Carr, I, I'm thinking about the Jets, but I do understand all the other variables that you have to put into the to the, the equation your family the media situation and all that other stuff the the weather but i mean i, I don't know how you can sell someone on the buccaneers or even washington another team you mentioned going through an ownership change that team is in turmoil in terms of uh, the quarterback situation obviously but in terms of are they going to have money available to sign free agents because you don't know what the ownership situation is so th- there's a lot going on there as well time with ryan wilson covers the nfl for cbssports.com CBS Sports HQ, the Commanders. So they get Eric Bieniemy, and I think that the, I do think the Commanders have a lot of good weapons. I like the receivers they have there. Their running back backfield maybe a little bit crowded, but I think that could be a, a positive. Just a question of who's the quarterback going to be. And poor Eric Bieniemy, you know, he, we all know he wants to be a coach. He can't get this opportunity. Is this going to work for him, or is it more likely that it backfires? Well, right. The feeling is that you hope that it works for him because sometimes you see guys take jobs and not necessarily out of desperation, but because there aren't a lot of opportunities and they want to prove themselves. And sometimes those things go, things go, they go sideways. And you hope that's not the case with the enemy because Doug Peterson, Matt Nagy, all guys who were quote unquote offensive coordinators under Andy Reid, who got head coaching jobs. And Peterson obviously had a ton of success. Nagy less so, and he's back in Kansas City. And you want to see what the enemy can do on his own. And I think that was part of the reason for making this change. I don't know what was said in the interview, but as you mentioned, they, they have some dudes that can make plays down the field, starting with Terry McLaurin, uh, but they got to figure out the quarterback situation. 
And we'll see what Eric Bieniemy learned. I, I know that folks in that organization, Kansas City, think he's going to be a, a great asset to Washington, and, and you hope that's how it plays out. You see where it goes from there. But there's a history of, of guys uh, outperforming uh, their, their job titles and not getting the job they want. And the flip side of that coin, by the way, is look at guys like Nathaniel Hackett, who was a great offensive coordinator, got a job as a head coach, and absolutely flopped. And I say this all the time. It, it's one thing to be really good at your job, but when you give someone another job, a different job title with different job responsibilities, you shouldn't be shocked if things don't work out. That's like being the best accountant in your company, and then they say, hey, why don't you be uh, the, the lead lawyer? And you're like, well, I'm not equipped to be a lawyer, but since I'm successful, I'll try it. And in Nathaniel Haggis' case, it didn't work out. So we'll see what happens with the enemy. But I understand why he left Kansas City and, and get out from the, under the shadow of Andy Reid and, and give himself an opportunity to prove himself under some you know, less than perfect circumstances. They could be in the market for a quarterback. Maybe they go with Sam Howell. We'll see one quarterback that, you know, his future is still kind of a mystery. And I, when I talk about quarterbacks and an offseason change, I just assume one way or another, Lamar Jackson will stay with the Baltimore Ravens. Is there any circumstance, do you think, where that isn't true for the first snap of 2023? Well, yeah. I mean, it feels like long odds, right? I mean, I would put it at less than 5% right now, but never say never. Look, the way the last offseason went in terms of guys moving around, whether it's Russ Wilson or Devontae Adams or whomever, uh, anything's possible, I suppose, but it just seems crazy to me that the Ravens wouldn't be able to work this thing out because I always say, you know, fans get angry, the quarterbacks or the head coaches, and, and you can move on from those those people, but what's plan B? So what's plan B if you're the Ravens, if Lamar Jackson is in your future? And I'm sure the, the price of keeping Lamar Jackson is going to be expensive, and you can franchise him, you can franchise him twice, and you would actually be saving money based on the going rate for top quarterbacks. It'll be under $40 million even by year two of the franchise tag, but Lamar may not be – uh, down with that, and, and you understand that to some degree as well. So I would imagine part of the issue is that Lamar doesn't have an agent, so maybe that complicates things in terms of the negotiations because if Lamar's not available, he's not available. And, um, you know, he's he's got to be on the phone or at the table to have those conversations about contracts. And the Deshaun Watson deal doesn't help either. And I'm sure that owners around the league are not happy with Jimmy Haslam for giving all that guaranteed money to Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, excuse me, and he hadn't played in a year and a half. So all those things are mitigating factors. But Lamar Jackson was the MVP, and he was the MVP for a reason. And unlike Deshaun Watson, who's in the same division, we know what Lamar can do. I'm not sure Deshaun Watson is going to return to the form that we saw when he was at his peak in Houston. I think last year with Lamar, it's just injuries, uh, and that's what kept him on the sidelines. It was nothing more than that. I don't think his game has fallen off a cliff. They have a new O.C., uh, Greg Roman has moved on, and, and I would imagine there have been conversations with, with Todd Munkin about how this offense is going to look with Lamar Jackson as a centerpiece. One thing that we're going to see over the next couple of months is rumors and speculation, and you got to really question where it's coming from because where is it coming from? And I think with the draft, you're going to have teams put things out there totally intended to misdirect, Totally intended to see, you know, long shot scenario, what kind of trades or what kind of, you know, return can they get for possibilities. And I say that because I think the Chicago Bears at number one, I think they need to keep just, I, I, there's this talk about trading Justin Fields. I'm not into it. I don't think that they should do that. But if they want to put feelers out there and and do a misdirection campaign, I'm all aboard that. I think the Bears need to keep Justin Fields. 
potentially, if they trade, don't go far down too far so that you can still grab one of these top defenders that they might like. They're in a good spot. I just don't want to see them, for their sake, screw it up. Yeah, sure you don't. You're a Packers fan. You, you're hoping that they draft a quarterback and then keep both quarterbacks on the roster and they both play them out. I, you, you're not fooling <laughs> into that one. But I think your overall point is a good one, right? So I, I do um, a draft podcast with the first pick with, with Rick Spielman, the former Vikings general manager for CBS. And he talks about this all the time because I always say, hey, are you trading Justin Fields? He goes, no, that would be idiotic. I mean, there's no – so you trade a guy that could potentially be on the verge of blowing up. You draft a guy that you have no idea how he's going to play. And by the way, if you want to bring Bryce Young in, who is my quarterback one, to Chicago where it's 12 degrees and it's windy and you think he's going to be able to throw the ball through that uh, compared to Justin Fields' arm, you're already living in a, in a fantasy world. So I think your point is, is a good one. I think you try to trade down and you can land a, a Will Anderson or a Tyree Wilson as an edge rusher, maybe even a, a Jalen Carter, depending on how things shake out above you. You don't have the number 32 pick because you traded out to Pittsburgh for Chase Claypool, which hopefully works out, hasn't yet. So you don't have that top of the second-round pick. So you stockpile more picks. You get offensive linemen to help Justin Fields, who literally had to be helped up the field at points last season. And, and you rebuild that way. But, I mean, if you look, you can start over with a quarterback if that's your thing, but do it with the understanding that if things don't work out in year two, uh, as the new coach and new general manager, you might be getting fired. I, I think the safe approach is the best one. I think trading down is an almost certainty, and I would be shocked if the Bears stayed put, and I would be floored and potentially unconscious if they stayed put and drafted the quarterback. Ryan, thanks so much for your time. I am a Packer fan, but I do when I when I broadcast to the nation, I do make it <laughs> I do make it very clear that I'm doing what's in the best interest for that team. Because if I'm if I'm a Packer fan, I want Rodgers to get traded to the Jets. I want all the stuff that comes with it, but I don't think the Jets should do it. So I am trying to keep my bias uh, in the corner, if if you believe me or not. No, I got you. I believe you. I was just giving you a hard time. <laughs> well, yeah, I appreciate it. Ryan, thanks so much for your time. Ryan Wilson, thanks, man. Have a good one, man. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.